guys. You just got me today. Solo podcast. Eric is away doing his thing, visiting good old Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, so, yeah, you know, we still want to get an episode out to you guys before week three of the NFL. Kind of keep the trend going. We've been doing good with kind of putting out an episode at least once every week. Uh, I have yet to put out our bonus episode, which will probably go up before this weekend as well. We kind of go over the basics of sports betting, just kind of break down some of the terms and kind of how to bet. And hopefully you guys could use that to follow along as we make our picks. But yeah, let's get right into it. I mean, we are into week three, two weeks down. Um, Another interesting week, a lot of good games. Uh, As an Eagles fan, I am thoroughly concerned for the rest of the season. Um, I don't want to get too much into this and make it sort of a Phillies podcast, you know, but since Eric isn't here, I will kind of give at least my two cents. Uh, I mean, there needs to be either a change in upper management or Carson Wentz just needs to really reevaluate what's been going on these past two weeks. I know it's kind of hard to say with no preseason that he didn't get any pre-reps in, but I mean, a lot of the deficiencies that people had kind of pointed out to him last season, you know, he just hasn't improved on that. And and one of those big things is just letting some of these like plays go. I mean, he's trying to play hero ball in situations where he can just really just throw it away and it's, you know, live to fight for another day. But I mean, we'll see. Eagles have Cincinnati this week, which a lot of people say that, you know, should be a a gimme game. But, uh, I mean, we've seen crazier things happen with, with, you know, Jacksonville kind of playing a spectacular as they have been. been. Um, But, yeah, you know, let's just kind of get right into it. Uh, I mean, last week's games were were pretty good, um, I think, all across the board. I uh, watched most of the slate. It was a brutal, brutal, brutal week for, for fantasy owners and then just, you know, fans all around. Uh, I mean, the injuries were just piling up. I mean, you got two, three key players on the 49ers get injured. Christian McCaffrey's on the IR list, listed to be out for four to six weeks. Um, you know, good old Saquon, he's out for the season. Uh, I mean, you've got injuries, just stacking up on injuries. So it, it's going to be an interesting week three, right? Um, kind of coming into the season, we did sort of have this speculation of how our player is going to really react and how our organization is going to react with the pandemic. But obviously week two, uh, they've kind of been hit with a lot of these injuries. And it's it's a great time for a lot of these young players to sort of step up that are on these one-year contracts or maybe just got signed for the practice squad to really kind of show their worth, right? Um, perfect example, James Robinson, you know, yesterday was kind of speaking with the boys, playing some Call of Duty, and, you know, James Robinson put up put up big numbers, you know, for, for a running back that wasn't really slotted and really did come up from the practice squad. I mean, he's made a name for himself, you know, guaranteed that, you know, they were uh, they were playing the Dolphins. Um, but still, you know, 11 carries, 46 yards, and two TDs, um, and then had six receptions for 83 yards. So, um, you know, it, it's these kind of opportunities that I think a lot of these players need to take advantage of. Um, but that being aside, I think the rest of it was uh, – was pretty much kind of chalk as far as how the, the games were supposed to go. 
uh, Buccaneers started clicking, obviously playing against the Panthers. Uh, you're and with Saquon kind of, or not Saquon with Christian McCaffrey going out, it's going to be kind of tough. Um, Jets look like an absolute dumpster fire, which I will definitely be using probably towards my bets, uh, bets next week. But, um, yeah, I mean, everything else, uh, I mean, Chiefs barely escaped with, with an overtime win against the Chargers, which was interesting. Uh, the Saints and Raiders game was really fun to watch. Uh, I mean, the Raiders are definitely a team that uh, I, I kind of watch out for. Um, they, they've got a great, great offense. Um, defenses kind of lacking a bit, but, you know, I think everyone's kind of been making do, and I kind of hard to argue with right now looking at how the chiefs played and looking at how the other team in the AFC played. Uh, I mean, Ravens just seem like the clear favorite to represent the AFC in the super bowl. Uh, they're fired on all cylinders. Lamar's picking up right where they left off. And yeah, dude, I, I really don't see anything really stopping, stopping the Ravens. And it's going to be a nice week coming up. I mean, Monday night football, we got chiefs at the Ravens. Um, you know, it's looking back to it reminds me of like the game with Chiefs uh, against the Rams. I think about two years ago when Patrick Mahomes and uh, Jared Goff kind of just went at it almost in like a shootout. The score ended up being kind of like 50, like each team had like 50 points. It was something fucking ridiculous. But I, I don't know if it's going to be something like this here. Uh, I mean, both teams have star players. Uh, both teams have pretty much the future of the NFL Uh kind of hits sitting under center. So should be definitely a matchup to watch. I'm definitely going to be watching that game. I'm definitely not picking that game. But, you know, Monday night, primetime, uh, going to be a great game. If you guys want more more on the Ravens, I mean, definitely go check out uh, check out one of my friend's podcasts. Uh, it's called Crab Takes and Football. Um, definitely go check that out. Great podcast on all Maryland sports. But they definitely – take this shit to the next level and kind of break down the Ravens. And if you guys are a big fan, definitely go recommend cheap plug, but nice little, uh, nice little vodka soda rehydration break, but let's kind of get into our picks, right? This is back to the field. We got some liquor on us. Um, so let's kind of get into the week three picks. So I'm going to go ahead and read off Eric's picks first. Um, we did each be both of us went two and one last week. Uh, I think both game. I mean, the one game that kind of killed, not really killed both of us, but was the uh, Miami Bills game. Bills again. I'm saying it week in and week out, man. Keep an eye out for them. They're they're a sneaky contender. You know, I get laughed at for saying this, but through two weeks, man, Jared Goff, or not Jared Goff, uh, Josh Allen, man, proved himself. I, I hope he keeps this hot start up. Obviously, there's no like star-studded players on the Bills, but the Bills just seem like a very complete team. But, you know, the next week three till I think about week 12, um, I think the Bills have the toughest schedule, and it's really going to be a test. I mean, if they can come out of that, you know, even breaking even for that matter, um, I mean, that's that's going to put them in a real great position and definitely, definitely a playoff team to watch, especially with the injuries piling up um, in the rest of the division. But... That being said, so I'm gonna share the two picks that Eric has for his uh, for his favorite. So he's looking at Eagles at minus five and Arizona at minus six. Um, 
Eagles, this, like I said, are playing the Bengals. Um, I would, as a fan, I really want to take this line. It, it's just that, uh, let me let me first kind of back up a bit. So Eagles O-line, you know, we got Lane Johnson back. We got a lot of key pieces back on the O-line, and they held Aaron Donald to no sacks that game, which, you know, knowing everyone knows how great of a player Aaron Donald is, kind of holding him to no sacks that game is definitely something to, to kind of be proud of. And, you know, if that O-line kind of – gives that time in the pocket for Carson Wentz. Maybe he starts making some plays. Maybe, you know, things start clicking on the offense with Miles Sanders and, you know, some of the other key players on the outside. But I I, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, we all know how great Joe Burrow is. He is a rookie. He isn't putting up a bad rookie resume for the first two weeks. Um, it's just that everything else on the Bengals just isn't there. They're just not a complete team. Um I mean, I've been saying this for the last year and a half. Joe Mixon just isn't the answer. I, I, I just don't know what it is about him. I mean, he's sure. I know they just signed him to a new contract, but he's, I'd say, a mediocre back at best, honestly. Um, but let's see kind of if they can make it work with A.J. Green and kind of the rest of the receiving core. And who knows? I mean, five points, I would hope, you know, in Philadelphia. If this was in Philadelphia, which it is, but – under normal circumstances, even down 0-2, I would still take the points with the Eagles, but I I just don't know. But Eric's got them at minus five, you know, solid bet. And then with the Cardinals, we're looking at uh, lines against the Cardinals. Um, I'd probably take this as well. Um, the the tandem of Hopkins and Kyler Murray is probably one of the most prolific tandems at least the first two weeks. I mean, the sample size is going to grow, but uh, I mean th- that that threat of the run from Kyler Murray and then kind of DeAndre Hopkins being a top two wide receiver. Um, it's, it's opening up huge doors for them in the playbook. David Johnson is kind of picking up back where he left off. Um, you got Drake as well in the backfield. So it, it's, um, it, it's, it's going to be a great, great matchup. I think there's not much clicking for the lions at the moment. Um, I believe they also have some key injuries on the outside, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I, I take the Cardinals as well. Um, so two great picks. Uh, so again, those are Eagles minus five, Arizona minus six. And this is where we actually share our underdog pick, which I'll kind of go into as well. So you got Cowboys plus five at the Seahawks. Now, normally this is something that I probably shy away from but the way that Dak Prescott has been playing I mean just looking at his stats for the last two games right we're talking about week one 25 for 39 one TD and about 300 yards game two 47 uh, 34 for 47 one TD and 450 yards um massive numbers by Dak Prescott. I believe he's either number, I think he's sitting number two, number three, last I saw for total yards thrown over, over two weeks. I believe he could even be number one, if I'm not mistaken. And then kind of just looking on the flip side. I mean, Seahawks let up 322 yards and four, hold up, sorry, 450 yards and two TDs to Matt Ryan. And then even to someone like Cam Newton, he let up another 400 yards. So 
there's something not, you know, something's just not happening in the Seattle secondary and their pass rush just isn't there. And they've got the players on the, on the line as well, but they just isn't there. Dallas, you know, we, we all speak about, you know, the 300 potential monster that could be with Cooper Gallup and CD lamb on the outside. Zeke really is the only healthy, like top back left in the league. Um, so it's going to be an interesting game. I see it being a shootout as well. And I only say that because Dallas is missing a, key, a lot of key players in the linebacker core as well. Vanderish is out. Sean Lee's out. And Russell Wilson has been killing it the last two games. Um, 288 yards and five TDs against the Patriots. Falcons, he's putting up another 300 yards and four TDs. I mean, he's all damn near perfect game you know game in and game out he's looking like an mvp candidate um so it's going to be an interesting game i think it's going to be a high scoring game as well uh i looking at the line right now on my end we're looking at 56 and a half for the uh point total you know i wouldn't call you crazy if you took the over on that just looking at how the past two games have gone for seattle uh i mean just the last two games as it is we're looking at total of about 63 in game one and then we're looking at 65 game two so i mean taking that 56 and a half uh it's look it's sitting at minus 120 right now um if you guys listen to our betting podcast or our betting episode you'll know exactly what that means but you know if i wanted to take a prop bet on this game as well i'd probably do dallas plus five and i take the over on 56 and a half but all those things saying uh great bet you know there, there's not many Good underdog picks here as well. If you want to shy away from Dallas, uh, another great pick out there as well is a uh, Packers plus three against the Saints. I mean, Aaron Jones is coming off of a hot week. Aaron Rodgers, you know, same thing can be said about him. As I said about Russell Wilson, they're both playing at an MVP caliber level. Um, and we'll see, uh, you know, how, how that kind of comes up. But that, that's another bet, you know, if you want to kind of stay away from Dallas or if you want to take kind of two underdog bets. Um, I definitely take a look at Green Bay Packers sitting at plus three, uh, and they're yeah plus three against uh, against the Saints. But going on to my second pick, uh, as we've kind of gone through Eric's already. So my second pick, I'm looking at San Francisco minus three and a half against the Giants. Now, I know I said earlier that the Niners had they lost they lost Mostert, they lost Joey Bosa. Kittle is hobbled up as well. He's kind of unsure if he's going to play. Um, I think reports came out that the coaches might want to keep him off the field for one more week because the Giants at MetLife do play on a turf, and it, it can be a little rough on rough on the on the knees and you know coming off of knee injury. I, I think some trainers may want to shy away from that, but we'll see. I think he's going to be a game time decision. But that being said, uh. And not to mention Garoppolo was out as well against that last week's game. But, you know, all that being said, I still think that San Francisco is a bit more of a complete team than the Giants are. Um, I think they just overall have better talent than the uh, than the Giants do. And, you know, a lot of the Giants office offense was run through Saquon. And when you kind of don't have that, you know, generational back in the backfield it's going to be kind of hard to really sway anyone to say that the Giants are going to you know pull out some sort of victory I still think that 
you know, even if Kittle, let's say, decides to come back, I mean, that's going to be leaps and bounds over what what I think the Giants are going to be able to put up on the field. And three and a half points, I think that should be a fairly easy cover for uh, for San Francisco. Uh, I mean, even with Mostert out, I believe it was their other back, which I'm blanking right off the top of my head. Uh, let's give this dude a look. Where are we looking at here? 49ers, Giants. 49ers is going back to their game against the Jets. Uh, Jarek McKinnon. There we go. Sorry for that, that delay. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon took on the role, you know, kept it still going for him. I mean, Nick Mullins, even playing backup for, uh, for 49ers, didn't do too, too terrible. I mean, yeah, he threw an interception, but most of, uh, most of the Niners' offenses run through their backs anyway. So Jarek McKinnon and Tevin Coleman, um, I, I'm sure that they'll be able to kind of pick up the thing. And then, you know, you know, on the receiving side, you know, you got Kendrick Bourne, Jordan Reed had a hell of a game. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, you know, he's an up and coming receiver as well. So uh, they've got the, they've got the weapons on the outside and, you know, they've definitely got a deep serviceable backfield. So three and a half points, go ahead, lock it in for me. And my last pick, probably no surprise here. Um, going to take the Falcons minus three at home against the bears. Uh, Matt Ryan has an unbelievable record playing inside of a dome. I see zero threat on the Chicago bears defense. Um, the monsters of midway just are not there anymore. And Matt Ryan has just been lighting it up. So, I mean, that was probably one of the more easier picks that I've ever taken. Um, looking just at like the rest of the slate and kind of who else is playing. I mean, when I saw that, that's like, was my, First game, I think, came up. It was a 1 p.m. game. But, I mean, Matt Ryan's 700-plus yards, six TDs, one interception. And, I mean, not to mention both Mario Edwards and Khalil Mack are questionable for the Bears. So, uh, now, needless to say, you could say that, all right, you know, Julio Jones is also questionable uh, for the Falcons. But, I mean, with Gage and um, Calvin Ridley, uh, they've they've kind of stepped up and kind of proven. I mean, Calvin Ridley right now re- leads the team in uh, in receiving, so I, I don't. And then not to mention you got good old TG in the backfield as well. So you're never going to sell me on Mr. Bisky and the Bears. So I mean, in this game at home in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, yeah, give me give me the Falcons uh, minus three against against the Chicago Bears. And that kind of covers it, you know, uh, quick and easy, you know, didn't want to spend too much time on the episode. I know usually Eric and I kind of go back and forth, but when it's just kind of me, just get straight to it, you know, um, not much more to talk about. Um, it is a more of a complete slate from a college football side. And, you know, that's where Eric's at right now. He's going to be watching the, uh, West Virginia Mountaineers visit the Oklahoma state. I have no idea what they're fucking mascot is but let's go ahead and give that a look uh oklahoma state cowboys well um should be a good game i I think it's going to be a shootout type of a game i mean over under is sitting at 51 i would probably take the over on that Uh, i mean most of oklahoma state and west virginia's games i mean west virginia scoring 56 you know 35 points and oklahoma's kind of doing the same on the other side you know, last week's game against Tulsa probably wasn't the best thing, but I mean, more often than not, uh, I'd probably take the over on the points. Um, you know, West Virginia probably is going to 
probably will pull this off. It's interesting that even after a close win against Tulsa, Oklahoma State is still a seven, a six and a half favorite against the Mountaineers. I'd probably take that. I'd probably take the uh, probably take the points on that, but we'll see. You know, college football, that's the great thing about it. It really can go either way. You know, even though Oklahoma State is ranked 15, they're at home, um, West Virginia can still kind of come back and, you know, pull off the win. And then you got a lot of other great games on the slate, you know. You're looking at SEC schedule kind of kicking off, I believe, this week as well. So you got a lot of your powerhouse teams. I mean, you got Florida, Ole Miss. Uh, you got Kentucky, Auburn. That's a ranked matchup. You got Louisville, Pittsburgh, uh, Mississippi State, LSU, Texas, Texas Tech. Uh, we already covered West Virginia, Oklahoma State. And then obviously, um, you got Georgia, Arkansas, Alabama, Mizzou. Uh, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, Florida State, Miami. That's actually where game day is going to be. But I'm most probably going to be watching at least for the night game. Um, you can catch me on the ACC network. You know, Hokies taking on NC State. First game of the season. They were supposed to play last week, but obviously due to some uh, some COVID reasons, uh, the game got postponed. But, you know, looking like a full slate, you know, usually at least the last couple of weeks in NCAA, uh, I've really only watched one, maybe two games throughout the entire Saturday. But this seems like a lot more complete slate from top to bottom. Um, great weekend for football. Great weekend for betting. And that's really about it. You know, not not much more to say. Uh, you know, podcast has been doing pretty well over the uh, over the past two weeks, you know. All thanks to you guys. Keep up the listens. Keep up the shares. Uh, definitely go give us um, a check on that IG. I, obviously, you know, since it's now just me here, but yeah, you know, just just let us know, you know, what you want, what you don't want. You know, I'm still new to this whole like social media posting thing. If you guys hate the background, if you guys want the pic showed up in another way, um, you know, again, I, I don't think we've really kind of spoken about this, but pretty much you're doing this as a hobby. But um, want to see how far it goes. You know, last year we did pretty well in kind of how many episodes we were able to put out. I definitely want to kind of do the same, try to hit at least 16 episodes, um, you know, before the end of the season. And then, you know, if you guys still want to hear us talk, you know, and ramble on, uh, we can kind of continue it on into uh, into the winter as well and just try to pick up some random sports. I know this year has been an, I've been an odd year for sports, but... Um, yeah, dude, let us know, or do that. Uh, you know where to find us, back to the field. As always, pleasure for y'all listening, and remember, listen responsibly. Go give us a like on that IG to add back to the field, and we'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.